This is Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in the North Shore School District 112. We're a pre-K through 8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers, its students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. Right now, I'm here with Nicholas Glenn, the School District Director of Communications, and we are going to talk about what's going on with our long-range planning. Good afternoon, Nicholas. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I am on great, and I'm uh, so, so happy to be on with you. It's been a whirlwind the last six months, but now um, you know we've accomplished so much already, but there's so, so much left to go, and I think it's a good time for, for kind of an update and a check-in. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So Mike, uh, let's get started. Let's, can you provide any new updates on the long-range planning process and where it's at, where we're, we're going? Yeah, if it's okay with you, can I start with what's going on at Elm Place in terms of the preparation for this fall's Northwood uh, class? Absolutely. All right, well, I'm uh, proud and pleased to share that today, new signage has been put onto the Elm Place building uh, we are rebranding the school Northwood Junior High at Elm Place for the duration of the construction and relocation of the children from Northwood. And then, of course, subsequently, when the children from Edgewood are at Elm Place, we'll rebrand it again, Edgewood Middle School at Elm Place. Um, Nicholas, in addition to the new signage, we are doing some work on the inside on some doors and hardware. We're working on hallways and flooring. There are some needs to repair some walls and partitions. Additionally, we're gonna do you know, pretty heavy cleaning. We're also working on security vestibules, cameras, and um, doing everything we can to prepare to move all of the teachers, all of the students, and quite frankly, most of the stuff from Northwood to Elm Place so we can um, run our Northwood Junior High from Elm Place starting this fall. All right, well that sounds excellent. Um, let me ask you this, will the students have, have a chance to see Elm Place um, this school year just to get kind of uh, used to the building? Oh yes, um, this is going to be part of an enhanced fifth to sixth grade transition plan. We are going to welcome the fifth graders from Oak Terrace, Red Oak, and Wayne Thomas who are gonna be sixth graders at Northwood next year we're gonna take them to the current Northwood so they can meet the teachers and see what the school looks like currently. And then we're gonna take them to Elm Place, likely in May when the school is in a better better you know, shape for us to bring folks there. We're going to take them around the school, show them where the sixth grade rooms are gonna be. And because we're moving the whole school there, Nicholas, we're also going to have some May and June transition activities for the current sixth and seventh graders who will be there as seventh and eighth graders we're also going to have some parent meetings at Elm Place, so everybody has a chance to be ready for the uh, transition. All right, Mike, well, can you take us through um, kind of where we're at in the long-range planning process um, currently? 
Absolutely, absolutely. So as you know, we started in July with the uh, Long Range Planning Committee, and we worked through um, November with the recommendation approved by the board for movement forward. And right now, we are in what's called uh, the um, schematic sort of design phase. We had the long range planning, then we work with the architect and the engineer for a schematic design phase, and then it's gonna move into a design development, construction, and completion. And I'm looking at a timeline for our project, which calls for the um, design phase a little later this spring with some bidding for the actual construction in uh, the June timeframe for actual construction, new construction to start as early as September at Northwood. And um, June, July, and August, we would be doing some demolition at Northwood and some other more internal work. So kind of to recap, we are in step two of about a five-step process. And um, the schematic design phase also yielded some pretty detailed drawings that we've shared uh, in-house with some of our committees and some of our stakeholders. Mike, yeah, you know, in a process like this, you have so many stakeholders, so many moving parts. Um, can you talk about like how the district is keeping all our stakeholders, staff, students, community, parents engaged and a part of the process? Absolutely, absolutely. As, as you'll remember, Nicholas, and as folks will remember, as early as July, we started community engagement using tools like Thought Exchange to start getting large numbers of people involved in our process and sharing their thoughts and ideas with us. Now, formally, as we, as we advance it and move forward in the long-range planning process to the schematic design process, we established a superintendent's citizens advisory committee for construction projects, and we're very proud that we have um, Ms. Debbie Bach, who's a financial manager, Mr. Howard Metz, an attorney, Mr. Richard Heinemann in management, Mr. Thomas Schaefer, Mr. Dr. Richard Becker, and Ms. Mary Cavanaugh, who are architects, who have all volunteered and stepped forward to be part of the superintendent's citizens advisory committee. And they're actually now meeting as part of this current phase of the process on site to provide advice and um, ideas to me and to the board's facility uh, committee as well. Were you interested in some other internal uh, input that has been gathered uh, during this process? Okay, our architect, uh, Leanne Meyer-Smith from White & Company has been sitting down with members of the administration, the central office, the school administration. She's also been meeting with stu uh, students. Uh, she and I met with all of the students at Northwood and Edgewood during their lunch periods. And a little bit later in this episode, I'll share some excerpts from the student input. Uh, she's also met with small groups of staff, uh, specialized groups of staff, as well as uh, Leanne and I both meeting with the PTO groups at Edgewood and at Northwood. Um, and with those PTO meetings at Edgewood and Northwood, I'm grateful to you, Nicholas, for videotaping and writing excerpts and putting out what we call FAQs or frequently asked questions 
on our long range planning webpage, which is extremely helpful. Uh, in addition, we've been uh, using the, this podcast, we've been using our Facebook and Twitter, we've been writing uh, articles in the Highlander, we've been writing articles in HP um, Neighbors Magazine. We're trying to get the word out in direct email. As many ways as we can, we're getting our messages out about what's going on. And what's really nice is internally, we have groups, we have committees, and we have a great deal of actual in-person input, as well as the principals have uh, running collaborative documents with their staff. So questions are asked on an ongoing basis and the drawings are reviewed by our own staff members to see physically sizes of learning spaces and locations. It's been a really, really interactive and highly engaged process. All right, Mike. Well, you know, I think one topic that's big around my household with my son, he's, uh, he's eight, is the environment. And I know that this young generation, um, the environment's pretty uh, important to them. Um, can you talk a little about the um, sustainable aspects uh, of, the, of the long range plan and, and the new projects? Oh, absolutely. Our architect, White & Company, has experience with LEED certified uh, school construction and LEED certified modernization efforts. Uh, in our area and they are planning to seek lead silver status uh, for at minimum our, our new addition uh, and the new construction and and what that means Nicholas specifically is they're looking at um, you know sensitive land protection to make sure that we're protecting the land properly and responsibly that we've got you know adequate bicycle facilities uh, we've got some um, uh, site assessment with sustainable material to the degree that it's practical. We retain as much open space as we can. We also work on reducing light pollution uh, by increasing the uh, appropriate, you know, indoor air quality of daylight and quality views and better acoustics. Indoor air quality, uh, we're looking at some uh, uh, you know, greater fresh air and air conditioning, but being very mindful of the type of air conditioning we're, we're, we're using. We're also uh, looking for water metering, uh, some uh, rainwater management. And in addition, in terms of the materials used in construction and their disposal, they're looking for optimizing the environmental products and also making sure that we source raw materials and that we make the disposal as environmentally friendly and sound as possible. In addition, our Chief Financial Officer, Chris Wildman, and our Director for Operations, Facilities, and Transportation, Kevin Lieb, have been investigating the feasibility of solar power as part of the uh, roofing projects. And in addition, our architect is even looking at some green roofing. So Nicholas, this is top of mind here in the school district, so I really appreciate you asking about that. All right, right now I'm going to uh, share an excerpt from some student input during the meetings over at Northwood Junior High School. We also met at Edgewood and we got a lot of great input from the students. Um, in this excerpt, you're going to hear some students telling us what they'd like to see and they have some questions about the design process and um, their insights and input are always wonderful and extremely helpful. 
I know. I am speaking with one or two of our eighth grade students with some questions and answers about our design process and what we should consider as we remake Northwood from Northwood Junior High School to Northwood Middle School. So don't say your last name, but please let's have a conversation. Hi, my name's Alex, and I had some questions about the gender um, bathrooms and gender-neutral bathrooms and locker rooms um, in the future makings of Northwood. Um, so would there be any gender-neutral or all-inclusive bathrooms and locker rooms at Northwood? It's an awesome question. I don't know the answer to that. I will tell you, gender-inclusive bathrooms we definitely have been discussing. Gender-inclusive locker rooms we've not discussed. I think it's something that I want to bring up with our design team and the administration. I don't know the answer to that. In my last district, and we redid the locker rooms at our both of our middle schools, and we made sure that there were um, private areas for children to change in addition to having brand-new lockers and a more appealing sort of flooring and lighting. So that may be something that we lean towards here, but I appreciate the question. What else is on your mind? Um, with lights, I was thinking maybe... Um well, we were thinking maybe a light dimmer because um, it would be better not only for the students but for the teachers and everyone in general because it would, like um, one of my friends said, um, they would be able to wake up better, uh, well, be in a better mood for school because their eyes wouldn't be like all hurt and at the end they'll have more energy because it's, they're not just sitting in a dark room. And there's only two modes here, there's lights on and lights off which um, none of which are really ideal, so maybe a nice middle point would be good for that. I am so happy you asked this. Every room is going to get LED-powered lights. A, they use less energy, so we'll be reducing our energy and carbon footprint. B, they will have a softer light for the room, which is found to be more appealing in a learning environment or a work environment. They will all have built-in dimmers, so you can have on, dim, or bright. So we're definitely taking steps to go there. We're also exploring the possibility of solar electricity, but I really don't have a lot of information on that at this point. Thank you, that was all my questions. Thank you so much. Anyone else have any questions they wanna ask? Uh, my name is Paige. What uh, wheelchair accessibility and uh, accessibility for disabled persons would be uh, able to be implemented within the school? Such a great question as well. The school will be fully ADA compliant, meaning the Americans with Disabilities Act. Our corridors will be wider. We will have an elevator because we're building a second floor. And we'll also make sure that our restrooms are upgraded in such a way with new lighting and possibly new fixtures, but also making sure they're wide enough so it's comfortable for somebody that's either in a walker or a wheelchair or a device to get in and use the facilities. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions anybody would like to ask? All right, thank you so much for putting your insights into the Butcher Block paper. All right, Mike, well, that sounds excellent. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, one of the things we wanted to, I wanted to ask is just what are the kind of next steps after the foreseeable future and where we're kind of, um, you know, go, what direction are we going in? Well, I appreciate that. Um, Nicholas, right now our main focus and our number one priority is on teaching, learning, and student engagement. Our focus will continue to be creating equitable educational opportunities that allow for excellence for each and every student, each and every day in each and every classroom. These modernization projects, while they're, yes, they're long overdue, they're designed with the child in mind and they're designed with the educator in mind, and it's designed to modernize and improve learning, modernize and improve education, 
and then ultimately we'll start to contemplate what phase two means when we look at the other schools that we're continuing to operate, the elementary schools, the early childhood center, and so on. And I can assure you, and I can assure our public that there will be ample community engagement, opportunity for discourse, deliberation, and dialogue as we move forward. Right now though, as we like to say, the future starts now, and we're thrilled that long-range planning phase one is alive and well, and we're moving forward thanks to the visionary and courageous leadership of our Board of Education. All right. Well, thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, everyone listening. It's been a, a pleasure to, to, to talk about the long-range plan with you, and um, uh, thanks so much. All right. Take care. We'll definitely stay in touch with our community. Thank you for listening to Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in the North Shore School District 112. We're a PK-8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers and students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. This podcast can be listened to and heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and other sources are being added all the time. Please check back and subscribe to us to stay current with what's going on in North Shore School District 112. Please also visit our website at www.nssd112.org. Thank you so much for listening and for your interest.